Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to another Arsblog Arscast on Arsblog.com in association as always with OleOle.com, the football community website. And now you can actually uh, plug Facebook into OleOle.com. Yeah, whatever the hell that means. Um, I'll give you details of OleOle.com's fantasy football game a little bit later on in the show. Coming up between now and the end, we have got uh, a chat with Tim Payton from the Arsenal Supporters Trust to talk about uh, what's gone on in the last week, uh, to talk a little bit about what the AST is about and what their stance is um, on the state of play, shall we say, uh, at Arsenal Football Club uh, at this moment in time. Uh, as well as that, the man in the bar will be here. He's got a player history for you. There's some poetry, I think, with Tony Adams. There's some news and uh, bits of waffle and crap like that. Um, this week's beer of the week is not a beer. It is, in fact, uh, a cider. I get a little bit bored with beer. So, you know, just sometimes you need something not so beery. So I, got, I saw this stuff called Copperberg, which is apparently Swedish. Swedish cider. I'm very tasty, it is too, I have to say. They had a pear version as well, but I'm not really sure I'd drink pear cider. I'm not especially fond of pears anyway, I have to say. They've got this strange sort of dryness to them. When you take a bite of a pear and it's sort of dry and sort of sawdusty or something. So pear cider's out. This is just normal uh, apple cider from Sweden. So there you go. Um, we'll start, I suppose, by talking about football, because um, that's the most important thing. And the game against Portsmouth on Sunday was very, very impressive indeed. Uh, more goals from midfield. Adi Bayor opened the scoring with a penalty. And to be fair, that looked about the only way he was going to score Robin Van Persie too. But while our strikers are struggling a bit at the moment, our midfielders are just banging them in from all over the place. Sesk got another one, a real poacher's goal. And Thomas Rosicki, I really did like that goal, I have to say. All the Portsmouth defenders walking off and then just drilling in that shot underneath him. Um, they scored a complete fluke, of course, uh, through Canu. Uh, and even though we were down to 10 men through the harsh red card that Senderos got, uh, they didn't really look like they were going to trouble us too much, I have to say. Um, and just overall, the performance, uh, the way we played, uh, the confidence that's there in the team, you can see it growing almost uh, week by week. You can see how much more confident they are. And it looks like we've got a real team on our hands, if you know what I mean. Everybody pulling in the same direction, everybody fighting uh, for their other man, and maybe that wasn't so much the case over the the last couple of seasons. Uh, Remains to be seen how far these guys can take it. Uh, But, but, 
Uh, it's all very promising, and it's a, it's been a really, really great start to the season. Of course, you made a signing on deadline day um, at half past midnight from Chelsea again, and we had sort of been linked with uh, Lasana Diara before uh, during the course of the transfer window, but nothing had happened. And then all of a sudden, you know, we signed him. I'm not quite sure how much it was for. As low as £2 million, I think. Um, now, people might look at it as a, a bit of a strange signing because in central midfield, we've got Diaby, we've got Sesk, we've got Gilberto, we've got uh, Flamini, we've got Danielson. But Diara is uh, very well thought of in France. He's going to play, I think, uh, against Italy this weekend. He's more of a Makaleli kind of a player than um, an offensive sort of a midfielder. So he can sit and mop up and, and cover the space. And you would have to think that he is uh, somebody that is going to do the same kind of role uh, as Gilberto. Uh, whether or not he's going to do that straight away remains to be seen. He can also play right back. Because, let's face it, you can never have too many right-backs. But um, it does add some depth to the squad. Uh, it doesn't address the problems that we have in the wide areas. But at the moment, we don't have any problems in the wide areas. Rosicki scoring. Hleb has been scoring, although Hleb's goals came uh, when he was playing in the middle. Uh, but Rosicki scoring. So when one of the wide men is producing, uh, it does make a big difference. So we'll wait and see what happens with him. We'll wait and see uh, when he makes his debut and, and uh, how... He's going to break into the team because Danielson has been looking uh, very good when he's come on. Diaby, apart from his final passing, has his uncanny ability to find space. Uh, with three players around him, he just sort of... I don't know how he does it. It's its osmosis, I think, he moves by, and then he comes comes away with the ball. The final ball from him really, really needs to be improved, and um, he did miss an awful uh, sitter uh, against Portsmouth, uh, Portsmouth on Sunday. But... but um, I think with more games under his belt, we're going to see more from him, and that can only be good news. So, I mean, there's tremendous competition for places in the centre of the park. So we'll see what happens there. Now, before we move on to other stuff, uh, we'll hark back to uh, last Friday uh, when Red and White announced their uh, uh, interest. Was it Friday or Thursday? Whenever the hell it was, doesn't really matter. Uh, David Dean and Alisher Uzmanov, etc., etc., and it sparked huge debate across the uh, blogosphere, if you want to call it that, but across the Arsenal website. Um, many people very uneasy about the uh, the kind of person uh, that's getting involved in our club. Others not so, more willing to you know overlook that and just take the money. Um, but that's just human nature, isn't it? People will just disagree on certain things. People have different outlooks on certain things. But joining me now on the Arscast is Tim Payton from the Arsenal Supporters Trust to talk about uh, David Dean, Alisher Usmanov, what's been going on and what their stance on, on certain things is. Tim, um, we've had Nigel Phillips on the show before, but for listeners who might not have heard that, uh, can you give us a little bit uh, of background about what the AST is, what you do and, and who you are? Yes, um, I can. The Arsenal Supporters Trust exists both to represent the interests of small shareholders in Arsenal, but also to provide a organisational structure that can allow supporters of the club to get involved in share ownership of Arsenal. And we do that by being a mutual society, which means that every member has a common shareholding in Arsenal. We hold a number of shares and they are equally owned, if you like, by our 450 members. Everyone um, has a vote and a say in how the Arsenal Supporters Trust operates 
an opportunity to attend annual general meetings through proxies if we can secure them and dialogue with people like Keith Edelman and the board. So we are very much an organisation that exists to give fans a say in the ownership and governance of a football club. One thing that people might uh, ask questions about is whether there's a, a difference between uh, a fan and a shareholder and, and whether or not the interests of the, the Arsenal Supporters Trust are based on what's best for the shareholders or what's best for the fans. How would you react to that? Well, it's certainly true that there can be a, a difference of interest between shareholders and supporters. Our remit is to try and make sure that there isn't. And our most important objective is that we would like as many fans as possible to be shareholders. That's why we encourage more people to um, purchase shares if they can who are fans. That's why we're investigating with the club, introducing a share safe scheme, which would be a method by which fans could buy a portion of a share as part of the saving scheme and, and eventually own a full share. Um, and that is why we are very keen to um, bring together all the small shareholders so that there is a fan voice in the ownership structure of the club. And our ultimate aim is that we are in a situation where we could have 10% of the club through small shareholders and supporters so that we could, if necessary, call for them to act together to prevent someone taking the club private so that there's no longer any involvement from people like ourselves. So I think we can ensure that the two things of fan and supporter overlap, and that's absolutely what we exist for. I'm sure everybody agrees that a football club owned by and its supporters having a say in it is better than one where that doesn't occur. Sure, okay. Um, now, you've been speaking, um, you, there was an article in the News of the World uh, this Sunday, because obviously there's been a lot of talk in recent days about, uh, you know, the future of the club and, and possible takeovers, etc., etc. Now, Danny Fisman is the majority shareholder in Arsenal, and um, he has expressed to you his uh, commitment to remain as majority shareholder. Yeah, that was absolutely what Danny said. We met him last week before the um, Champions League game in the Diamond Club. He gave us about an hour of his time, which we were very grateful for. And that followed up on meetings and discussions that we'd already had with Keith Edelman, the managing director, Sir Chips Keswick, who's a non-executive board member, with Peter Hillwood. Um, and this was the first time that we'd actually got to meet Danny himself. And it was a very positive and reassuring message that he gave us. He told us of his love for the club, his long-term commitment to the club. He said that how frustrating it was to see all of the current debate going on about share value and price and what he might sell at, because in his own mind, he wasn't for selling. Um, and he made an interesting statement, which was he doesn't really think about value because he's not interested in a price. And he described the Emirates as a bit like moving into your dream home. He said when you've moved into your dream home, you don't really think in the following week what the price of it is worth because you want to stay and enjoy it. Sure. And he said to us and asked us to pass on to all of our members that he intended to stay and enjoy and make Arsenal stronger in the years ahead and, and, and gave a suggestion that he would be giving more of his time to Arsenal in the years ahead rather than less. And when you consider the amount of time he's given to building and creating that fabulous stadium and the structure we have now, that's a really reassuring message for everybody. Okay, um, so we have the commitment of Danny Fisman and we assume the other shareholders that, that make up the board at this moment in time. That is directly at odds with the the 
intentions, I suppose, of, of David Dean, who um, firstly brought Stan Kroenke on board with the ITV shares and now has uh, come back as the chairman of this red and white group, despite selling his, uh, his own shareholding. It, it seems quite clear that David Dean's intention is to get back on the board and ultimately um, take control of the club. I, I understand your question, and I and I and I think that is one of the things that David would very much like to be, which is involved with the club. If you go back to the original decision of of, of supporting Stan Kroenke coming in, I would I would ask the question of was that about seeking control of the club, or was that about bringing another board member on who might be able to add extra resources and extra strength to how the club operate? And as we haven't been able to have the detailed discussions with him, you know I, I can't um, accurately um, give 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 the, the position on what was. What, what the intention was there. Clearly, in working with Stan Kroenke and the subsequent activity, you know, David Dean has created what the board have described as irre- irreconcilable differences with themselves. Um, and that has led to a, a split in the board and the current shareholder position at the club. The trust um, regrets that because the history of football shows that when you have stability, you have more successful football clubs. We would very much like to see the major shareholders work together in the interest of the club. And that is why this week we called on both Stan Kroenke and Red and White not to really be, you know, concentrating themselves on hostile bids or trying to um, manoeuvre their positions around the club, but instead to concentrate on working with the board and working with the existing structures to make us more successful. So I think the supporters' trust message is, is quite clear on that. Okay, um, it's uh, I, I I think probably a bit utopian of a view to expect um, David Dean, you know, to come in and just sit alongside the people that he's had such problems with. Let's look at um, Alisher Uzmanov, and um, there are uh, and have been since his involvement was uh, was brought to light uh, a number of questions uh, about his background, um, about his business practices, etc., etc. Uh, it's a uh, it's something that many fans feel uh, terribly uneasy about. What is the position of the AST on that? Um, we've we've read those reports and we've we've looked into his background, and equally that does give us some cause for concern. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
I do also think it's important that when, when these things are said about people, that you try and put the put the questions and challenges to them directly. We have therefore, you know, asked to meet with Mr. Usmanov and asked to meet specifically with some of the other people and advisors behind Red and White, so that we can do exactly that. Some of the questions that have been raised on your site, Andrew, and other sites and by the fans, we will put to Mr. Usmanov when we get the chance to have that meeting, and we will then feed, back, feed them back to the membership. It's absolutely right, I think, that these questions are asked, and it is important that Mr. Usmanov has a chance to address them. Are you confident that you'll secure a meeting with him? I am optimistic, yes. Um, and if we don't, then I think that in itself says something. So I very much hope that the meeting will take place shortly and that we'll be able to feed back to the Arsenal supporters um, what Mr. Usmanoff and what Red and White are saying. Um, we'll, we'll take it from there. OK. Well, Tim, thanks very much for taking the time to talk to me today and um, we look forward to hearing uh, the outcome of that meeting should it take place. You're welcome. My thanks to Tim Payton from the Arsenal Supporters Trust for taking the time to talk to the Arsecast this weekend to clarify their position uh, on a number of things. If you would like more information about the Arsenal Supporters Trust, you can check out their website, www.arsenaltrust.org. Um, there really hasn't been an awful lot more to talk about in relation to Dean and Red and White and Usmanov since uh, this time last week. Uh, the objections that I raised on the Arsecast and on the blog uh, last week uh, stand David Dean's fairly transparent PR is not going to do anything to change that in the very near future. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see what happens. It will be interesting to see if the AST get to meet with Alisher Usmanov. Um, I'm not quite sure what it will achieve, to be honest, because he's not going to say, well, yeah, you know, I'm a bit of a bad guy, really. Yeah, yeah, did some fairly cunty things in my time. Mm, can't say I'm proud of them, but, you know, we all have our past and blah, blah, blah. I don't think that's going to happen. So, you know, whatever does happen between the AST and Usmanov is going to be interesting, but I'm not sure it's going to uh, shed a whole uh, lot of new light on the situation and um, and what it means for Arsenal Football Club. So we'll just wait and see on that one. Now, though, the man in the bar is here, and he's got another player history. Ah, hello, there you are again now, and it's me with another old player history for you on the old Lars cast. I was thinking there, Lars blogger, that I should have my own theme tune for the player history things, you see. It'd be good, wouldn't it? A bit of my own music. I wrote a song myself, here it is. Player history, player history, player history. Player history. I'm gonna get something and shove it up me Imagine that with an orchestra and everything, it'd be fabulous. Well, Jesus, if that fucking umbrella song can sell all them copies, I don't see what's wrong with mine. Fucking cheeky country. Anyway, today we're talking to you about a fella called Peter Story. Who was the hardest man ever to play for Arsenal? How hard you say? Well, let me put it to you like this. If Patrick Vieira and Oleg Luzhny had a love child and then they encased it in concrete and wrapped it in titanium, it still wouldn't be half as hard as Peter Story. He once tackled John Giles and Giles' legs fell off. They brought him back to the hospital in Ireland, so they did. And the fellas they put the legs back on said they put them on backwards. 
Yeah, they had to cut them off again and then they were useless. So they had to get a pair of legs from a fella that used to sing in the Wolf Tones, a traditional Irish band. He donated his legs to Johnny Giles. And that's all because of Peter's story. He played it right back and then became a defensive midfielder. The sort of defensive midfielder that everybody was afraid to go near. There were rumours, stories, insinuations, all kinds of things about what Peter's story would do to you if you tried to take the ball off him. Most of them, I have to say, were true. He played for England a good few times. He scored two goals in the semi-final of the FA Cup against Stoke City to help Arsenal back from being 2-0 down. And as we all know, Arsenal won the replay and the final in 1971. He lost his place in around 1976 and then moved to Fulham and then he sort of retired after that. He played 501 games for Arsenal and his life after that was quite checkered. In 1979 he was fined for running a, a bordello. He went to prison a number of times for stuff like counterfeiting and car theft and illegally importing pornographic videos. So as you can see, Peter's story is an absolute and true credit to Arsenal Football Club. These days he lives in France and he's a horse butcher, selling horse steaks to any mad cunt that feels like eating horse. Through. Another player history on next week's Arscast from the man in the bar. Should he get his own theme tune? Should he not? What do you reckon? You've been listening to him long enough. Does he need a theme tune? I'm not sure. I don't know that he does. We'll have to wait and see. Arscast at arsblog.com. If you think that the man in the bar should get a, a theme tune for his player histories, I think the cunt should just shut his face and get on with them and stop complaining. These people, you know, you give them a bit of a break, a bit of exposure. And then what? They get fucking uppity. Think they're stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing that old talky-talk motion with my hand now. Yeah, he can just shut his mouth. Um, Let me tell you a little bit about oleole.com. Uh, it's a football community website, sort of like uh, MySpace uh, for football fans, but also like Facebook for football fans. And if you're on Facebook, you can also be on oleole.com as well because there's now a Facebook application uh, for oleole. Um, I, I have no real idea what that means, but I assume it's something that you use while you're on Facebook to make Facebook more Facebooky. Uh, so check that out if you like. As well as that, they've got a fantasy football game, um, which is starting on September 14th. So if you haven't yet picked a team in a fantasy football game, you still have until September the 14th to get your uh, team selected. Uh, all you need to do is register with oleole.com, sign up for the fantasy football game, which you'll find at oleole.com forward slash fantasy football, and pick your team from any one of Five major European leagues. That's England, France, Germany, Italy, and Spain. As well as that, there is a European Super League, so you can pick your players from across all five of those leagues. Fantastic. And you stand to win some pretty cool prizes as well. Uh, there are things like uh, football jerseys, uh, PlayStation 3 with the latest uh, Winning Eleven or Pro Evolution soccer game. Uh, second place will get a chance to see a top European club match of their choice with match tickets and accommodation. And the grand prize for the European Super League is a trip to Vienna, Austria for the final of next summer's European Championship. Flights, accommodation and match tickets up for grabs there. So join oleole.com forward slash fantasy football now time for the news 24 hours a day 7 days a week 52 weeks a year 10 years a decade 100 years a century 1000 years a millennium this 
is Spy News on the Hour, every hour. Good evening, it's 10 o'clock. These are the news headlines. The World Rainbow Alliance has declared international football completely gay. And we'll be back with more in an hour. And more news on next week's Arscast, perhaps. Perhaps. Uh, Looking quickly at a couple of things before we go. Uh, Story yesterday uh, saying that uh, Arsene Wenger was uh, set to sign a new three-year deal with the club from our old friend Mirbo. Mihir? Is it Mihir or Mir? Mir Bose? Mihir Bosey? Mihir Bose? Whatever. You know that fucking cunt of a Spurs fan that, you know, is now the BBC sports editor. Yes, that guy. The guy that wrote all those articles about how we'd never build a new stadium. Hmm, I wonder where he was getting his information from. Because certainly everybody at Arsenal Football Club was pulling in the same direction when it came to that stadium. Everybody saw it as a project that would bring the club into a new and glorious future. There was no opposition from anybody whatsoever. So it's hard to imagine where those stories and where that information might have come from. Hmm. Anyway, he broke this story that Arsene Wenger is going to sign a new three-year deal. But, I mean, we've known about that for a while. It'll be good, though, to get it finally confirmed. Uh, because at this point in time, the club needs stability, and Arsene Wenger staying for another uh, three years would be good. They say his weekly wage is going to be £75,000 a week, and, you know, the man probably deserves it. He certainly deserves it more than someone like William Gallas getting £80,000 a week. I'm not giving out about Gallas. I'm just saying all Gallas does is go out there once a week and play a game of football. Arsene does all the rest. He should be paid a lot more than the rest of them. That's what I think. Um, so uh, if that happens, then very good. I'm very happy about that. Jens Lehmann is in the news because um, he is fit to play for Germany against Wales this weekend. And he's, he's sort of gone off on one a little bit. Here's what he said to the German press ahead of that game. Um, he was talking about all the stories about him at the moment. And he says, your interpretation really annoys me. You write something and then you read it again and think that you were right. So then you ask me what I think of it. Don't ask me how I should interpret your interpretation. You were in England, and you've read the English press, which I don't read. If I did read it, then I'd go crazy. The English exaggerate everything, and how can you understand such an interpretation? Whatever you might want to say about Jens Lehmann's performances, his madness is really quite endearing, I think. I have no idea what the hell he's on about. I'm sure he knows somewhere, but, you know, funny... That's kind of funny. He's confident of winning back his number one place at Arsenal, and I suppose that's what we need. If he was just willing to lay down and die and and hand over the shirt to Almunia or Fabianski, well, then it would be time for him to go. Uh, But competition for places will be good. Uh, Almunia has done well since he's come in, and uh, I have to say I don't think Jens is going to get straight back into the team. He's going to have to work really, really hard. Um, uh, whether or not he's prepared to do that between now and January when he could move somewhere else because the World Cup will play a big factor on this. If Almunia plays out of his skin and Jens doesn't get back in, then he's going to move in January because as Germany's number one keeper, he's going to want to be playing ahead of the, not the World Cup, the European Championships, you see. So it all depends on that, but we'll have to wait and see what happens. So anyway, um, uh, international weekend this weekend, do we care? <coughs> They should give Steven Gerrard a pain-killing injection in his anus. That's what I think. Just for fun. For no other reason just than to see what it would do to him. Um, I think that's probably 
uh, time to go now. So until next week's Arscast, have yourselves a fine weekend. Talk to you all next week on the blog. Goodbye. Hello, and welcome to another Poetry Corner with me, Tony Adams. Today's poem is entitled, Oligarch. And funnily enough, it's about those creatures called oligarchs. Oh, oligarch, what is it like there in the dark? You are like a shark. Nobody loves you because you make them afraid. With your enormous teeth and dorsal fin. Oh, oligarch, if your name was Mark and you worked as a clerk, you would be even less loved than you are now. Thank you very much. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.